Next, George Abbott, Director of External Affairs for the Memphis River Parks Partnership, will give us the update on exciting things on the horizon for Memphis and the riverfront. Kit Garrett recently wrote a story about the new Tom Lee Park project downtown for our April issue of River City Lifestyle. But there is always more to the story, and we will hear it today with George and Kit. Hello, my name is Kit Garrett, and today I'm sitting down with George Abbott, the Director of External Affairs for Memphis River Parks Partnership. Our theme for our April issue is Explore, and what better way to explore Memphis than um, the riverfront? Um, So George, I'm excited to chat with you today. It's great to be here, and I'm always glad to talk about all things related to the riverfront, and especially Tom Lee Park. Absolutely. So you've been with Memphis River Parks Partnership since 2018, correct? That's right. Nice. And so how did you end up in Memphis? Uh, well, I made my way to Memphis by way of uh, by way of Miami and Chicago, um, but I actually grew up in the UK. Mm-hmm. So um, and so I always knew that I wanted to come back to the States at some oh, point. Wow. Um, and after college, you know, you go through that period where you can't really figure out what you want to do or whether anyone will pay you any money. Mm-hmm. So my my thought was, if no one's going to pay me in England, then I may as well not get paid in America. <laughs> um, so I came to be an intern um, on the Obama campaign in 2012, uh, got hired onto that, and then um, actually ended up meeting uh, Carol Coletta, who's my current boss, mm-hmm. way back in 2012 in our campaign office in uh, Florida. Oh, wow. Um, And after the fact, uh, I worked together with Carol both at Art Place America and the Knight Foundation Mm -hmm. based in Miami. Mm -hmm. Uh, We funded projects all over the country similar to Tom Lee Park. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a portfolio of 100 grants, which meant, you know, that I knew a little bit about 100 different projects. Mm -hmm. And... You know, so I'd seen the effect that these types of projects could have in the communities that Knight Foundation invested in. Yeah. Um, and when Carol was was uh, getting ready to become the leader of uh, what's now Memphis River Parks Partnership, uh, we spoke and and I saw the opportunity in Memphis um, for what it was. You know, our riverfront is unmatched. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a riverfront like it anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we hadn't really done much with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a huge opportunity to invest into the riverfront and to create the type of public space that really changes mm-hmm. the image of a city, changes the feeling of a city, um, and puts you know puts us on a path to a positive future. So I was really excited by that project. Yeah. Um, and uh, I gave up and you know I also figured that you know the banks of the Mississippi is pretty similar to South Beach where I was living. Oh, so previously. similar. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so came here in 2018 and to, to work on this project and uh, have been here ever since and having a great time. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And George, I also was curious about just where the funding has come from for this project. Well, it's really been an amazing fundraising effort. Uh, more than $60 million uh, for this project. And it's come from all quarters. Mm-hmm. So we have each level of government, so city, county, and state, and federal money involved, as well as our uh, large corporate citizens, so AutoZone, First Horizon, Baptist, TVA, Valero, 
Um, but one of the things I'm most proud about is the individual donations that have come in. Mm -hmm. So you can be a visionary donor for a thousand dollar donation and that, and that can be paid at, at, in as little as 20 bucks per installment. So we have a lot of people who made a thousand dollar gift, paid it over two or three years. All of their names will be in the park. And so it's really been a community effort to get mm -hmm. this to get this park built. And it wouldn't have been possible without the support of hundreds of individuals, companies and foundations yeah. uh, that have worked together to make this happen. It's so cool to see the community all contribute to something like that, um, knowing that the benefit will be so huge and for so many years to come. It's, it's inspiring. Mm -hmm, for sure. You're getting married in the park, right? I am getting married in the park. <laughs> That's exciting. We'll, we'll be the uh, first wedding in the new Tomley Park. That is going to be fantastic. So are you doing it in that new area where, the what steps. is it called? The steps. Yes. yes. The prospects, we call that. Got it. Okay. That is stunning. It's going to be really amazing. Oh, my gosh. And we have people, you know, my family are coming over from the UK. Wow. Um, we have her family coming in from all over the States. Wow. Um, and I'm really excited you know, I think the wedding, it, you know, we got these people coming in from outside. Yeah. They don't know a whole lot about Memphis. Right. They see Memphis's headline name in the headlines for, mm. you know, oftentimes the wrong reasons. Right. So I'm really excited to kind of give them the opportunity to see something beautiful in Memphis, experience Tomley Park. And I think that right there is kind of a microcosm of what the park can do yeah. for Memphis. You know, mm -hmm. it's it. People will see this. It will um, achieve national recognition. Mm -hmm. You know, we hope to that it'll get a couple of public space awards. Mm -hmm. People will travel to see the park, and and it will shape how they think of the city. Absolutely. Um, so that's what's really exciting about the project is you know beyond just building a nice place mm -hmm. is what that place can mean uh, mm -hmm. for the future of Memphis. Absolutely, and the memories created there that speak volumes about what it can be now and how it can continue to grow and change over the next five, 10 years as it really finds a central place in the fabric of downtown, yeah. um, which is really, really special. And you can already see that happening since you've been um, in Memphis. What has that kind of timeline been with five miles of riverfront? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, so what has the timeline been and how has specifically with Tom Lee Park, how has that kind of worked its way into everything else you have going on? Yeah, so five miles of riverfront is is a lot to work on. Mm -hmm. So you've got to kind of figure out where you're going to start, you know, bite off what you can chew. Yeah. Um, and so if you look at the work that we've done, it's all based on the riverfront concept, mm -hmm. which was published in 2017 and kind of lays out a plan for that complete uh, five miles. We really started with where we could have most impact, mm -hmm. which is the spaces that are adjacent to downtown. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you think of Memphis, we need to drive activity, we need to drive people, mm -hmm. and we need to keep uh, downtown in particular moving forward as, you know, the place that belongs to everyone, mm -hmm. um, the place that where we all gather to celebrate. And so we started out at the former Confederate parks, mm -hmm. uh, Mississippi River Park, formerly Jefferson Davis Park, became River Garden. Mm -hmm. It's about two acres um, and really is a, is kind of a transformation of what wasn't much more than a flat grassy lawn mm -hmm. into a fully featured park with 
meadow plantings, a play structure for kids to climb up on top of. Kids and adults, actually. It's yeah. fun, fun for me to climb up there, too. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, added a huge amount of native plantings in there, mm -hmm. a little place to get snacks. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of our test case. Yeah. You know, a two-acre park. And we saw the success, you know, it transformed that that kind of corner of uh, of the riverfront, became one of the busiest places on the riverfront. Mm -hmm. And that opened in November 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, about a year later, we completed the renovation of the park just above it, now Fourth Bluff Park. That was the place which had a statue of Jefferson Davis in it. All types of uh, conflict happened mm -hmm. in that park. Um, but removing all of the Confederate symbols, changing the name, adding some trees, again, at making it more comfortable for mm -hmm. people to sit with furniture, uh, new shade coverings. Um, and it's really a great park for big events. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, that's the park where we've hosted our uh, Grizzlies watch parties with Downtown Memphis Commission and the Memphis Grizzlies, which have really been incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, 4,000 people. Unreal. In in one place, a free outdoor public event, everybody there for the same thing. Yeah. And you see those events and you see what the best of what's possible in public space. Right. Because it doesn't matter if you live in one of the million dollar houses a mile south of Fourth Bluff Park mm -hmm. or if you drive in from um, the suburbs or if you come from South Memphis or if you come from North Memphis, everybody's there in the park for the same reason everybody's equal there and enjoying the same space together mm -hmm. um, and that's what's so powerful about these spaces is that they can draw people from all different backgrounds together um, to share space enjoy one another enjoy the city and build community mm -hmm. so we always look for program with intention mm -hmm. you know program and design and manage with intention so that it is a welcoming space for people from across the um doesn't matter whether you're black or white, um, rich or poor, you know, you're welcome at the uh, at the riverfront. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the big ways I felt getting down there to the park is just the increased walkability down there and how everything feels so connected yep. with Cut Blank Bluff and having that get down into the park. And then, you know, even though there was so much intention of creating separate spaces in the park with different intended for different uses, but it does feel so connected to not only the assets down there, but also downtown, which I think yeah. changes that space a lot and how people use it. For sure. That's, and that's very intentional. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't want anyone listening to this to think of Tom Lee Park as a singular destination. Right. You know, if you're, if you're coming uh, to Tom Lee Park, I hope you also go to a show at the Orpheum that evening mm -hmm. or have dinner on South Main, mm -hmm. you know, and that's exactly how the park should be viewed. It's not somewhere that you drive to get out, experience, get back in your car and, and leave. Right. You know, it's a part of the downtown connected fabric. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of us that, that work in in downtown, us, the Downtown Memphis Commission, Memphis Tourism, the city, um, all of the businesses, you know, we all have a stake in making sure that downtown is walkable, is easily connected. You know, nobody downtown is going to have um, a parking lot that holds everyone that will come there. Mm -hmm. Even the FedEx Forum only has, you know, three or 4,000 parking spaces for mm -hmm. 20,000 seats. And so everybody is going to get downtown. They're going to park where they can, but then they've got to be able to walk, take mm -hmm. the trolley, take a scooter, take a bike, 
you know, whatever mode of transportation, but between all of the assets downtown. Mm -hmm. So downtown Memphis Commission is doing a great job uh, kind of pushing that connectivity forward and we're supporting mm -hmm. as much as we uh, as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. With some of the new programming that's going to be happening in the park, I would love to hear, you know, with the educational programming and those other pieces that are going to be coming once the park's open. Yeah, so the Tomley Park is really uh, opens up a whole kind of world of programming that, that can be performed in the park. Um, it's, it's very intentionally designed to restore the habitat. Mm -hmm. um, and we sit on the uh, largest flyway in North America. You know, at, we're adding more than a thousand trees into the park, and mm -hmm. that will create you know the the habitat that these birds use to nest and use to forage food. And we want it to be a place that inspires uh, everybody, but particularly kids, with the uh, the nature and the ecosystem of the Mississippi River. Mm -hmm. So, in addition to the the plantings which are being added, we've also designed a curriculum that takes advantage of the park features so that teachers can download that curriculum, they can teach a lesson plan, they can take a field trip to the park. Mm -hmm. There's an outdoor classroom in the park, there's all of the plants yeah. that they'll learn about. They, of course, they'll have an unbelievable view of the river. And we know that we have to prepare, you know, as we move into a, a future where green skills are more and more important, we know that we've got to prepare the next generation with those skills to to learn about the environment to learn green skills you've got to be excited about it mm -hmm. and this really will be a place that inspires and excites uh, our next generation with what's possible yeah absolutely i mean that outdoor classroom is so beautiful and the view that it has of the river and you really do feel you know learning about something when you're immersed in the space like that is so unique i think that creates a lot of really memor memorable educational experiences for kids which is just really cool absolutely and we want we want to make it as easy as possible for mm -hmm. uh, everybody to see the river to get to the river um so we work closely with shelby county school memphis shelby county schools and uh the charter schools and and after school programs mm -hmm. but really to try and get everybody to the river absolutely and then getting people to the river now um you get them there and there's going to be so much more to do and so many more ways to interact with the space i was so impressed by the active core with the new river creatures created out the of playground wood. is amazing oh my goodness it's so cool it's it's incredible you know i am not a kid anymore sure. um but i have have played on those structures and it is a lot of fun. How could you not? Honestly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I am, I'm so excited to, to see when we can open the doors mm -hmm. um, because the, the play uh, features are unlike nothing I've ever seen in, in this area. Um, yeah. The company that creates them, they have a very firm ideology of play. They mm -hmm. think that play should inspire you, should challenge you, should challenge kids. Um, and it should be a learning experience as well as a play experience. Mm -hmm. So when you look at that playground, it's not like a traditional playground where you say, oh, the, there are the swings, I swing on them. There's the slide, I slide on that. Right. You know, it's like an otter. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what do I do with the otter? <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to go over, look at it, look around. There's like four different ways you can get inside it. Mm -hmm. Then you climb up inside it. There are different pathways inside it. And then eventually you find a slide. 
Right. But, you know, before you get there, you've done about seven different other things. You've right. probably spoken to some other kids along the way. If you're as tall as I have, you've hit your head a couple of times. Of course. Um, <laughs> but it's, they're beautiful uh, structures. They will inspire kids to clamber all over them um, mm -hmm. and really play in an active and collaborative way that, that challenges them, but also leads to a lot of fun and a lot of kind of growth and development at the same time. Oh, absolutely. And then right next to it, you have a place for parents to hang out. And what do you call those two? I'm blanking on the name where the cafe is going to be in the restaurants. The pavilions. The yeah. pavilions. Yes. And then, yeah, you have another space for parents to be right there um, while their kids are playing. It's um, for sure. I mean, there's so many times like I, I don't have kids, but I do have uh, kids in my life, you can go to a playground and you kind of the kids are playing and then you standing around awkwardly around the side uh -huh. thinking, well, what am I supposed to do here? Right. So we have a, a lovely deck next to the playground. It's right next to one of the pavilions, which mm -hmm. will have a, a vendor in it serving yes. drinks and snacks. So you can get a drink, you can get a snack, you can look at the river, you can look back at your kids, but you've mm -hmm. got a place to kind of hang out mm -hmm. um, right next to the playground where, where, where you can still keep eyes on on your kids who are playing, but without feeling like you're hovering on top of them. Right, right. And you have a really nice place to hang, which is unique. It's not just a bench on the side, Yeah. Um, which is very cool. With the vendors in the pavilion, what does that process look like for getting someone in there? Well, I'm I'm really excited that we are very close to signing contracts with those vendors. Oh, amazing. Uh, okay. By the time this podcast is released, we, we likely will have released the names of those vendors. But just because the contracts aren't signed yet, I'm not going to tell you oh, of, right now. Oh, of course. But I, but I can tell you that they are going to be ven local vendors making kind of uh, elevated yet approachable uh, park fare. We'll oh, have, yum. Okay. Uh, coffee. We'll have uh, snacks. We'll have some larger meals as well. It should be a place where people feel is a viable option to go for lunch. Yeah. One thing that's going to be very important when the park opens is we are going to have uh, reliable hours. Mm -hmm. You know, so those mm -hmm. vendors are going to be in there on a set schedule. So you know, okay. Between these times, I can get a drink, I can get a coffee. Yeah, that's You're great. not going to be disappointed when you get down there. Right. If I plan my picnic lunch, I know that I will get right. my picnic lunch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Very cool. And then very close to that, we have the Sunset Canopy, which, you know, I think people have been seeing that and that's such a visual focal point of the park right now um, yeah. just because of its size and also its design is unbelievable. It's an amazing structure. Oh, my goodness. It it. You can see, I think you can see the canopy from basically any point of the park. Yeah. And it's a beautiful kind of floating wooden roof, um, which looks great in the daytime. But at night, you know, one thing that that even though we're 80% complete, one of the last things that goes in will be the lighting throughout the park. And that structure will be lit from below so that it will mm. kind of look like this kind of floating, glowing heart of the park oh, cool. uh, right in the middle it's going to be beautiful and it'll provide that much needed shade but at the same time because the roof will be slats if i'm remembering correctly yeah it's a very interesting construction method with um a series of huge like 120 foot long wooden beams that weigh about ten thousand pounds each but they're goodness. interlocked to create this lattice structure mm -hmm. with then pyramids of 
uh, roof slats on each one. That structure allows for natural light to pass through, mm -hmm. allows for breeze to pass through the roof, but it will keep the rain out and it will give you the shade so that cool. you need as well. Um, yeah. And it's it's a real, it's large. So it's 20,000 square feet under roof, big enough for a full-size basketball court beneath it. But it can be used for all sorts of events or activations. Mm -hmm. So sports and fitness is one thing for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also designed to, to host things like weddings or mm -hmm. cocktail parties or galas. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've we talk often with our partners downtown and we took the uh, Renaissance Convention Center through uh, as well as Memphis Tourism. Mm. And they're, every day they're talking to people with conventions, with meetings coming to town. Mm -hmm. And this just gives them another tool in the toolbox to say, okay, yeah. well, maybe your convention's at the convention center, but your opening reception could be right here on the riverfront. Right. And make you feel so grounded in Memphis, give you an idea of exactly. where you are and the natural space that surrounds the city. It's a really, it, I mean, it's so ideal in comparison to going to a convention center back to back to back for everything. I mean, that will be an experience if someone is coming to Memphis for a convention and they have an event in the park, mm -hmm. they'll remember that forever. Yeah. You know? And again, mm -hmm. the same thing I said earlier, they'll take that experience home with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe their family will come back and visit Memphis yeah. on vacation. Right. You know, there's this park will provide a great uh, impression of the city. Mm -hmm. Um to everybody that visits it, whether you live in Memphis, whether you live in the suburbs, um, or whether you're just visiting as a tourist. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, driving over the bridge from Arkansas, the view of that with what's been already created down there does spike curiosity like immediately. And it really has transformed at least that visual presentation of coming to Memphis. I think there's some, you know, more than a million cars drive over each of those bridges each year. Wow. And um, the riverfront is the first impression of, of Memphis, but of Tennessee as well, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the last thing you see when you leave. Right. So it really matters what's what's there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's exciting to be able to provide that great first impression or mm -hmm. great last impression. Yeah, absolutely. And for, you know, renting spaces, things like that, how will that process work? So you will be able to rent spaces in the park. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the first wedding, <laughs> but you can come after me. Um, there, are there are some spaces that are available to be rented, some mm -hmm. that aren't. And uh, you just have to get in touch with us at uh, info at memphisriverparks.org or visit our website, uh, memphisriverparks.org or tomleypark.org to fill out a form, say what you want to do, and then we'll get back in touch with you. Try to... Um, there's a, there's an important balance to strike between renting spaces and allowing public access. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you are planning to close the entire park, for example, mm -hmm. that's going to be much more expensive and, yeah. and, and sell tickets to an event, for example, mm -hmm. that's going to be more expensive than if you are hosting, for example, a free walk or run that anybody yeah. can participate in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Very cool. I think once people see it, there people are going to be clamoring to want to. Well, get it's, or, down it's there. already happening. We've I'm got. Sure. Um, I think we have three. At, we've got either two or three events booked for the fall already. They're both walk slash runs. Oh, but cool. I'll let them make the announcement. Yeah, they they can do their thing. That's awesome. And so my last question for you is: since you've been involved in 2018. 
How has Tom Lee Park in particular delivered on what your expectations were back then? That is a great question. I think, you know, when we started working on this project, I knew it was going to be great. You know, I knew that we had, you know, a great design team. One important thing we haven't talked about yet, actually, is Tom Lee himself. Yeah, you know, I so think true. Tom Lee's story is at the heart of, yeah. of, of the entire park mm-hmm. design. You know, it informs the park design, it informs the park program. And Tom Lee being a man who kind of saw a very serious situation, put himself in great danger mm-hmm. to save people that, you know, may not have done the same thing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in his example of kindness, generosity, compassion, mm-hmm. those are really the qualities we want people to think of when they come to Tom Lee Park. Yeah. So, you know, we had that kind of that uh, origin story, essentially, of the space. We had a great design team, got a great staff, awesome board, great partnership with the city. So kind of all the ingredients were in place. I was confident it was going to be a great park. Mm-hmm. But now walking through it, it's like, wow, I, even I have that same feeling you described. Mm-hmm. Wow, I knew it was going to be great, but I didn't know it was going to be this great. And it truly, it's remarkable to look back at pictures of what the park looked like in 2018 or in 2019 before construction started mm-hmm. and then to walk through what's there today mm-hmm. it's unrecognizable it's really amazing it's really really amazing and i i just can't wait for everybody to experience that absolutely that's such a great way to describe it and to hear you describe it as someone who's been so involved for so many years and just seeing the team deliver on the plan and everything like that. Like if you look back at that plan from 2017, I was stunned, but I was like, Oh, that exists. That exists. That's here. Like, you know, um, (laughs) yeah, it's really cool to see. And we, we went through a lot of iterations of, of the design. Absolutely. Um, but we really brought together a a great team of collaborators, Mm -hmm. um, studio gang and, and scape, you know, the architect and the landscape designer, but then you can add to that Fiesta Gates, mm-hmm. um, the whole team of kind of subcontractors. You know, we have a lighting contractor, an ecologist, uh, the education team who produced the curriculum. Yeah, they're all best in class, right. and it's it's amazing to see what they've created. I'm I'm again excited for people to to have a chance to experience it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that team from who I've gotten to speak with along the way, the way they've worked together and fed off of each other, learned from each other. Like it sounds like it was a very good process among the team members. So that's good to hear. I think so. And I, you know, I just this morning I was talking with one of the architects and Mm -hmm. he was asking me about opening celebration because he wants to invite his parents to be here. Amazing. And so, and, and, you know, walking through the park, talking to the construction guys, everybody has such pride Mm -hmm. in what they've managed to, to produce. Yeah. And, this is the type of project, you know, this is going to reshape Tom Lee Park for the next hundred years or, or more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really exciting to think about, you know, our kids, our kids' kids mm-hmm. getting to experience this park that they that they have built. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, George. It was awesome t- chatting with you today. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate uh, being here. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks.